Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Akashic Record Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elkins. Uh, this week, we have uh, Guillaume Cazolet from Neptunian Maximalism and Bonepipe and Oroskau, right? And many I, more. Yeah, and many, many more, yeah. Excited to have you here with me today. It's, uh, it's you know, like I said, it feels like I, I created this podcast just to interview you because <laughs> when I initially started doing it i went through the list in my head of people that i wanted to interview and i think you were you were number one um because i've been following neptunian maximalism since the first album and then i found out about all of your other projects as i've gone and uh, almost every one of them has some sort of spiritual or occult element to it thank you very um, much that. so you studied music first right i think you went to you went to college to study music I started uh, really young as a child at uh, the music school, which is not exactly the, the, the equivalent of the college. Uh, it's just a simple music school from my uh, hometown okay. uh, in the south of France. Then uh, uh, I, I, I did that from uh, six years old till 12. What did you then start quit. playing? Uh, trumpet, trumpet, and uh, and uh, I don't I don't remember in English uh, for the music score, music scores the the, the discipline of that uh, we say solfege in French. But, uh, so just learning theory. Oh, uh, read music, yeah, 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 read music theory at the same <laughs> age. So I start with trumpet, but uh, in the beginning I I wanted to do some electric guitar, but the, there was no no class for electric guitar. So the first thing I I heard I heard uh, between the door was the, the trumpet. So I started like that. Then uh, around uh, ten or eleven, um, when I was uh, eleven, I think they they started uh, an electric guitar course. So I tried that and haven't stopped since. Yes, but I I, I have been fired from the the course because I was. Uh, maybe too lazy or something i was into other <laughs> stuff at the moment and uh, and well uh, you I, showed you showed them yeah yeah but i mean i i wanted to do electric guitar means uh, distortion for me yeah loud using yeah. distortion loud. and and the the, the teacher well, wanted to me to do some uh ballad like uh like uh, beatles ballad uh, softy song i was oh, oh it's so boring it's <laughs> terrible it's so terrible terrible so no, I wasn't really into that course. Then um, I continue after that with electric bass uh, at the same school and also uh, congas, which is the, the per Afro-Cubian right. percussions in a in an Afro-Cubian batucada with a Brazilian teacher. Uh, in the same time, I was also like mixing some uh, hardcore and uh, tribe uh, techno stuff like that. It's really interesting to me. Because I I notice all these uh you you have a lot of interest in in what world music what ethnic percussion um bringing all this into the heavy music that that you've played um is is interesting and it's not something that a lot of other people are doing so you've been interested in combining those things from a very young age yeah yes yes yeah, also electronic stuff because I was really into that at some point when I was young. The... And after all of that, uh, I switched by myself on the, on the guitar and bass again. 
and I continue uh, by myself like that and and everything by myself from this moment, like I will say around 15. And uh, now I start again to learn with teachers uh, with the Indian classical music on uh, sitar, sobahar, excuse me, Indian sitar. The sobahar is like the bass sitar. Oh, wow. And uh, Rudravina, oh, wow. Rudravina is uh, kind of the ancestor, ancestor of those two ones which is a, a big bamboo neck with two resonance, big, big, big resonance case. But uh, I have a shitty one at home, so it's quite, it's quite special. I have to, 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 to go deeper in this. I really want to, but it's a, a specific instrument that, that it has to be made on your own uh, menstruation. Dimension on your own oh, size. Oh, yeah, it has to be oh, measured yeah. too. Yeah. Because the instrument uh, rides the body, actually. Huh. It, they huh. said in India, it's the only instrument in the world, in the world that rides your, the human body. So it's custom your... made, all of them, every one of them? Yeah, yes. Every, it has to be made for you. Wow. On your wow. size. So that's why I'm waiting for, because I, I get a, a really shitty Rudravina with, she was broken, so mm. uh, me and my luthier, we repaired it, and uh, I tried to learn a bit on it, but it doesn't fit really well with my body. It falls, and... So you can't play it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm still waiting to to go in India to learn it more seriously, and maybe to have one, one made nice. correctly for me, nice. and after that, but it's uh, the next, next... Down the road. When I will uh, secure... Uh, enough money i will do that yeah <laughs> i was um i doing a little research and listening to some of your other projects other than the ones i'm really familiar with and i I'd, I'd never heard bone pipe before and i i was like i love this shit i really do i listened to that album like three or four times in the last couple of days but i was really excited to see the uh the homo naledi's bone pipe track because i just watched the um cave of bones documentary about the excavation in there and i'm really uh obsessed with burial rituals as the beginning of uh spiritual consciousness right because you have to believe in an afterlife in order to care about what happens when somebody dies um, can you talk a little bit about that interest for you? Was that the same idea? Or was it just like, this sounds cool and heavy? <laughs> oh, you mean about this track, especially? Yeah, and, and the whole project, because that, that bone pipe project seems centered around that Neolithic idea. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in, in a way, it was about, um, yeah, like, how can I say? Um, I just wanted to bring some uh, interest for, uh, on on those archaeological historical things uh, so it's kind of uh, a portal or a door on it like hmm, what is homonale what what is the homonalities and stuff and maybe people wouldn't put the word on google and yeah and just oh, yeah. interesting so for me it was just uh, seriously this project is so old, I don't even remember the lyric. <laughs> I was going to say it's been a little while. <laughs> At this moment, this band was more, I, I, I was a bit in a different mindset. This band, I, I wasn't the, the founder of this band. Uh, the 
Martin, the main guitarist, and mm -hmm. the drummer was the founder, and they they asked uh, for other people to to join, and Sarah. So I joined. At some point, I I took a lot of space, I would say, because uh, I was on vocals and bass. I was uh, composing, but uh, I think at some point I I took too much space for them, and they chose to to stop to work with me at the moment because they was into a kind of slower expectation like just doing it for fun or just doing uh -huh. it you, you mean you know uh, yeah taking time just for fun uh, getting high and and play and stuff and sure. i was a sure. more more like common guy we have uh, we have uh, a good potential so let's go let's go let's go but I was a bit like too too much like this, I think, for them. And so, how can I say the lyrics was the was a good example because uh, it was a compromise between uh, the other guitarist Sebastian and me because I wasn't uh, I, I I didn't uh, yeah I wasn't really good with the English at the moment, so he helped me to write the text uh, the the lyrics. Sorry. But uh, in the same time, uh, yeah, we choose some stuff together. So it was not only my specific vision; it was compromised, and it was more with a, a rock and roll spirit, if I can say. So interesting. More, interesting. It, it was less deep into spiritual thing, but I think the the last last track, the last one, uh, I I made the, the lyrics only by myself. And I do the composition, so I would say the last track is more close to my to to my my point of view or what I like what I am. Has have you always been interested in uh, presenting a theme in your music? Like you said, you know um, something deeper. Uh, m most of your stuff seems to have that thread through it. It depends on the project. Before, like for Bonpipe and stuff like that, I was more like, yeah, like to just, uh, yeah, open the door on certain knowledge or certain, certain issues, etc. Which is a good point to start. Just bringing the, the curiosity of people on this. But after that, with Neptunian, uh, I work through the, I would say the, the next step, which is more like experimenting with uh, performative language mm. or performative speaking is going to be not easy to, to explain in English for me, but uh, it, it's about uh, this kind of speaking, which is not uh, false, not true, is just objective and uh, it takes place in the reality since words or say like uh, for example the priest for example when you say the you uh, i declare you married then you are in the real life or when some someone uh, say a magic spell is supposed to be happening in the real life when you, you just have to say it so it's a specific form of the language so I started to use more this this form. So lyrics at this point 
the same, it's the same for Orozcao, my other solo projects. So at this point, that means uh, I'm not telling a story in the, li the lyrics or, or telling, uh, I don't know, a political, especially a political um, position on, on things or something like that. It's more like magical uh, invocation. Yeah, or, I was going to say, it feels like an invocation. Yes. Yeah. It's more like a pray or like uh, an ask, uh, asking something to, to the gods or to, it works like that. And the idea at some point is, it's good for me to tell what I have to tell, to ask what I have to ask in the lyrics. Then I let, I let operate the track by itself. Because in the magical practice, you know, you have to put your intention into an object or you know, and you, you will let this object uh, doing the work for you in a way. So it's always like, I don't know, if you have to, if you want to make someone fall in love with you, you cannot ask directly to the person, I, I'm in love with you. Uh, would you want to be in love with me? Or would you want to be with me? I want you. No, the person gonna gonna leave like, oh, oh you're crazy. You have to always act like a triangle with a third, like you. The other person and the link will pass by the magical object uh, enchanted with your intent, your, yeah. your magic, your intent, and then this object will do the work for you, and you 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 have to to leave any co every consideration of your goal. You have to forget about it. You have to leave to, to not think about your your expectation about this person or the object. It's the better way to, you just have to live your life and, and just forget about it. It will, it will operate in your back. Your um, philosophy kind of looks like it draws from a lot of places. There's goetic demonology, uh, you know, Sanskrit, uh, hermeticism, Gnostic hermeticism. What is, what is your practice look like? What does your magical practice look like? I will say most of the time, it passes uh, through the music. So the practice of uh, the music with uh, some special instrument like uh, here, the Sobha. Because I was just uh, working on it before. So those are my spiritual weapon. It's perfect way to, to speak with an abstract language, but with your feeling, your emotion and your mind, everything, your body too. It's a perfect way to, to speak with the, the gods or anything you want like this. So historically, yeah, music, dancing, it's a, it's a, there are two good ways to, to talk with the spirituality. And in the same time, the music project, like the recording, the live, it's a, not another, another aspect. So as I explained just before, putting those intentions into the, the lyrics, it, it's a thing. It's really interesting also because if if all of that is considered as uh, psychological magic, like Jodorowsky uh, would say, it has a magic part, but it has also a, a psychological part. So the psychological aspect con just concerned me at the beginning. It's like doing something for me to, yeah. And, uh, the nice thing when you think about it is every time the songs 
are played around around the world the the spelling uh, is is also released is the, the spelling right. interesting because if you consider that in the modern world actually the actual post-industrial modern world it's quite interesting because it's like the first time you can have a spell uh, who can be played or released at any time anywhere around the world ever uh, yeah when people just play the song and the, the spell is released so it's quite interesting so i was playing with that um, that idea uh, since yeah, since neptunian and horoscope so it's another way to to make it so um, i don't have to think about this spell i just let it go etc and uh, uh, then i also use uh, most of the time, the Tarot of Marseille, uh, which is a good tool, a good psychomagic tool, because because I don't use it so much in a divination way, like, uh, oh, uh, do I am going to get this contract, or uh, do I, I, if I will lose money in the future or something? No, because it's too precise, and I'm not sure the cards can really... Um, answer this kind of precise question it's more like a, a tool for answering your, your state uh the your state of mind at the moment your your life at the moment the, the things you did the things you maybe you can do why uh, i'm passing through a crisis right now what happened and you know with the card you can read you can have another point of view of what happened to you oh like I didn't found about this aspect. I, I will just think more about it and, and see. So like that, and sometimes also some little ritual, personal things. So at this point, the the the, the method or the technique can vary considering the, the the goal or the intention. And then with some uh, with a friend of mine and some people, some. Uh, Black mass for the solstice and uh, and for the occidental the main uh, celebration gathering in the year like Yule, Shamane, Walpurgis, stuff like that. So we had we had some gathering sometime like uh, satanic mass. This, those ones are also with a part uh, it's it's serious in a way and also there is a lot of fun in the other way because right. we also consider mm -hmm. that uh, satanism is the only monotheist monotheistic religion which is not supposed to be always serious and you know satan make jokes satan's satan love uh, love to love and stuff and what's the point of doing it if you're not having fun uh yeah yeah of course of course and when you think about that, when you go in a church, like a Christian church or, or Muslim or Jewish, there is no place for, for laughing there. No place for humor. But I think it's really important too. There's, there's got to be, for me at least, uh, a sense of joy in my spirituality. And I don't like, I don't like systems that drain all the joy out of it. You're going on tour next week, right? Yes, uh, a little one uh, in, in duet with uh, Anton Pumonarev. Yes. For the um, uh, pyrocene. pyrocene. That means uh, the age of uh, fires from the human. 
which we're right in the middle of. <laughs> yeah, which we're right in the middle of. With Neptunian maximalism, how did that project start and how has it evolved over the last few years? Oh, it's a long story, but uh, it started in 2019, if I'm right. It was kind of an, an emanation from uh, an improvised music laboratory uh, we had with Jean-Jacques, the saxophonist. In fact, it, it was the initiative of Jean-Jacques, this laboratory. So we practice uh, twice by month uh, improvisation, uh, free improvisation with many different people, uh, depending of yeah, the moment we can come, uh, new ones all the time. So it was quite rich and quite interesting, sometimes less, but not. Then at some point I was like, okay, I want to, to make a kind of spin-off, spin-off with some members from there, which I I thought we can have a, a closer a closer um, style or a closer interest. So I book uh, a residency in uh, in a squat in Brussels. Then I ask to Jean-Jacques if he want if he can uh, participate. Then to my cousin, he was also uh, sometimes in the improvisation laboratory. Uh, I already did some music with my cousin since uh, since we was child. Then we we did Axu in Brussels together, so it's kind of proto Neptunian uh, maximalism Axu. So of course I I, I propose him to come. Then uh, Sebastian from K Branding, uh, because he just told me a few months before like yeah. I like uh, what you did with Axu and Pierre. And if you want to do something together one day, uh, I'm your man. I really loved its previ his previous project, K-Branding. Really nice one. You have to check. And uh, I, I also already met him in a big, big, big noise improvisation performance in in two, two, uh, 2012. So I still have the... I still also still have the, the recording of this big performance. There was oh. seven drummers, five electric guitars, uh, one electric violin, one crazy, crazy vocals. And it was in a big, big, big space, like uh, 12,000 uh, 12, meters, uh, 12,000 meter, meter square. So it was uh, an industrial place, it was super great. And uh, yeah, this performance was absolutely crazy it's like uh, like a war but you can feel like uh, millions of of soldiers of warriors coming and then died and some like zombies living again and stuff it's really it's really crazy but really noisy too so i meet seb there so with my cousin too was there too so it was a kind of you know a pre-connection with those guys before so i feel okay uh, what about uh, making this residency together? But I was supposed to just have one drummer one day and the other drummer on the next day. But uh, I messed up. And uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end, I realized that I was booked for the, the same day together. So there was uh, how to do because there wasn't so comfortable to play a two drummer. But I just said, yeah, yeah, maybe what about doing it? With both of you guys, because uh, I don't want to to choose. So 
it started like that with two drummers, saxophonist and me. And uh, we record some some uh, some music for like during two days like that. Only full improvisation, full, full, full improvisation, just except the first track of the album. We just set the rhythmic pattern like, OK, what about uh, going to this? Uh, this, it was uh, like uh, gamma la gamma la taki 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 gamma la gamma la taki 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 pa 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 which is daitoku so th this was the, the only thing we just chose to, to to work on this pattern but this one the only the only thing like this did all the rest was absolutely improvised and and yeah so we record that, and the third day we we had a, a concert, which is also on the the bandcamp or Homo Sensibilis bandcamp, live in uh, HS sixty uh, four. So th this concert just follow uh, just after the, the residency, same shit like totally improvised. Then I come back uh, at home with the the recordings, and I started to edit it and to make some overdubs and arrangement like uh like yeah okay this take is good it's really interesting there is a lot of potential but it just need just some little stuff to be like a song to be uh, i my way of work was like fixed uh fixed the the lack from the improvisation because you can have really good stuff in improvisation and a lot of musicians from improvisation improvise improvised scene will say yeah you have to let it as it is it's like you cannot touch to an, improv to an improvised uh, music recording but i will say yeah so you don't have to record it because it, it has to be ephemerous mm. it has to be uh you know because the way of the improvisation is not to making uh something you you will really send it has to it has it has to disappear it has to leave so you know frank frank zappa used to work like that where he would take live sets and then go back into the studio and overdub over of course cool. so i was assuming like if i we're gonna release those improvisation what about going deeper in, in this and so i choose to yeah to 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 fix the lack of the improvisation because sometimes improvisation improvised uh take can be good but sometimes yeah you have some moment which is okay it's a bit boring there okay we are we are waiting for something okay uh, we need a, a bridge between this and this etc blah, blah, blah. so because of that, maybe because i learned architecture for a long time i was thinking like an architect like okay you know constructing like making bridge making an entrance for that, making uh, the landscape around this thing, making uh, a windows in, in this track, etc. So I just work a lot, a lot, a lot on editing, uh, adding bass when there wasn't bass, adding guitar when there was bass but no guitar, adding vocals, etc. So bringing uh, the other musician back sometimes for just little things like, okay, I have an idea just here, can you play something here and and always in uh, in the first try the first take as uh, much as possible to to keep this uh, improvisation energy 
sometimes uh, also some good surprises. Like, for example, uh, if you consider Varaj Bhai Rava, uh, part one, two, and three, it wasn't supposed to be like that because I'm also uh, a lot open to random things can happen. I'm just, I don't have, I have something in mind and in the same time, I don't have something all precise in mind. Like I want this exactly like this. So for example, this two part, this three part was like, I just edited the first part of the song and on, on my session, I, I put it around yeah, there on the session. Then I leave, uh, I, I just let a blank. Then the, the other part of the, the cut, editing, uh, just uh, a bit far, uh, far from the, the first one. Mm -hmm. So there was a kind of, uh, yeah, blank between the, those two edited parts. So I started to, to this moment I was smoking a lot of joints. So I, I started to smoke a joint. I take my guitar and I was like, okay, this uh, first part, which is actually Varaj Bayarava part one, this need this kind of uh, evil guitar, electric guitar uh, over the top of the, the rest of the track, like this kind of black metal. Uh, uh, random black metal thing, uh, shuffle, I would say, in a way, like chromatic shuffle. So I started to, to do this guitar part. Then I was so much into it that I continue when the, this part was finished. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can continue. I mean, if it's not interesting, I can cut it at all and edit it. That's not a problem. So I was just having so much pleasure. And I was so much into it, like completely in trance. So I continue, I continue to play this kind of uh, weird solo, uh, the part two, but which is actually the part two. And I wanted, I was into it. Then I wasn't prepared to that, but the second, the third part started and, uh, oh, surprise. You have to continue. You have to continue in it. <laughs> and uh, at the end, I was like, oh, fuck me, man. That's so crazy. I, I really listened to it. That's so perfect. But it, it will never happen if it was absolutely, uh, how can I say maybe preconceived preconceived in my mind it was also a surprise but that's what I said when I you also have to be open to 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 things in life like just ju just uh, listening and just uh, being sensible and being uh, receptive so in a way for me that was a gift from the from the gods like the weed gods came down yeah, but uh, I just, yeah, I just let my, myself to swing. Yeah, you know. Going the other direction a little bit, Oris Cal sounds very calculated. Not so, not so much. No? It's almost the same no? process. Yeah, in the, in the same way, I, I, I just start to, to jam on some bunch of riff. Then I start to record the riff and I continue the work by editing different part and say, oh, can I, now we have something interesting. So that needs another riff on the top or another riff after this one, blah, blah, Then I continue. It's a, it's all the time, like mm. playing, recording, editing, and playing again like that. With the occult goetic demon out in the new album, did you have that idea first before you started recording? Uh, you, you mean uh, about uh, the lyrics and the theme and syrup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, 
the process of Orozcao, it's quite uh, quite special because the story was almost same period with Neptunian. Like I was also in uh, uh, in separation, broke up with my ex girlfriend, which uh, which she was, uh, I will say, a great high priestess or or witch. But I mean, not in the bad way. Uh, but yeah, it was really chaotic at the end. But uh, she's, I think she has a great, great artistic potential and she learns me the tarot and stuff like that. So this relationship was like um, a kind of turning point and I learned a lot with her, even if it, the relationship was really destructive. So Orozcao was a reaction to that at the beginning. I was uh, really, really, really down and depressed for many things and this too. My, my life was a total mess at the moment also. Uh, not not just a total mess. It's, it was complicated because I was uh, doing my thesis in art school, and in the same time, the same time, it was a mess. So a lot of good things, but a lot of bad too. So Roscao started to just a need to exteriorize and just survive because I was really really bad at the moment. So I started like that. And since the first day, I I did that for, I don't remember exactly, but something between three and six months, nonstop, every day. Like, at some point, I was like doing one track by day. Damn. Actually, I have around, in total, I have something around uh, 50 songs, considering also the songs from the first and the second album and the EP. So... Thanatos was already music, I mean, the music, not the lyrics and the vocals part, but just the music was already written since uh, this moment, this, really? uh, since uh, 2018. But I also have a third one like this, which is already written, and uh, almost two and a half other albums already ready, just the music. I just need to, to write the lyrics and, and record the, the vocals. On the subject of the vocals, they're monstrous. This I can't even believe this is all you talking to you now because I popped this on the other day. So I'll check it out. What the fuck is going on? It's insane. <laughs> like it feels like you're channeling demons directly into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a bit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think maybe uh, I had a lot. I will just say uh, I think I meet. Maybe this demon. I don't know if there is many inside me, and I think everyone can have some. Look, I mean, it's not something special for me. I'm not. Sure. I'm not. I'm not special with that. I mean, it's not like oh, oh yeah, I'm so special. Everyone can have it, but I think I meet this kind of entity uh, during the first time I did ayahuasca for two nights consecutive, uh, and it was absolutely not easy. It was. Uh, like maybe first night the baddest experience of my life really the better one one of the better of course but at the moment it was like yeah like dying and uh, many times like uh, fighting 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 and and being oppressed uh so at this moment i realized i wasn't uh, maybe alone in, in this body or in this mind in my mind that's interesting because yeah for me ayahuasca it's also a tool a spiritual tool as the tarot uh, like the tarot and many other stuff like 
instrument of music still. And uh, yeah, that's quite interesting because with this tool, I realized I just passed through the first door and there was many more, of course, but I, I realized, yeah, the presence of this entity and how it can take, uh, how it can appear in my life because it appears so many times before, but I never really identified identified him in itself. Uh, for example, uh, most of the time when I take a shower, uh, I was sometimes, you know, making faces in the mirror. But uh, I, I was just thinking nothing. I, I, I was thinking the same. I, I, if I was thinking something, I was just, oh, you do the you do the you do the idea just for fun. You're just laughing with you, with yourself. Just want to have some fun. <laughs> just uh, yeah. I have no idea about that. It was just having fun. Okay. But after the ayahuasca, I realized, no, this face, I will, I will call it the, this entity, I will call it a czar, which, uh, considering the North Africa conception of this kind of entity you can, you have inside you. So your czar is uh, your little demon and you have to, you have to feed this demon. Or this entity, the, the spirit, this little uh, malignant spirit, you have to feed him, uh, because if not, he going is going to make your life shitty, complicated problems, or gonna bother you and stuff. So you have to get in trance, like with the the music, the dancing, like during African ritual. Uh, then when you are in trance, you are able to speak with him and ask him what he wants to let you. To let you safe and cool. there at the moment is going to be uh, some fruit or chicken or stuff like that, anything. So during the ayahuasca, the second night, I, I asked him what he wants to let me because yeah, the first night was a mess because he takes the power and he dominates me and he says things I don't want to say to the shaman. So he was in conflict with the shaman. It was really complicated. So I was like, uh, not again because uh, tonight you have to stay quiet and and humble so what do you want to let me but didn't reply but i realized at the moment okay i know what what you need i think you need the music this is something i give you and uh, so yeah just to be short so i realized at this moment uh, it's a kind of feeding making heart uh, making music making or painting or so okay it's a kind of uh, a food for him, kind of spiritual food. So it's my way to stay, uh, to stay in a good shape. But I realize now if I don't feed him correctly sometimes, because life, you know, walking, stuff, blah, blah, blah. Now, if I'm in the, in the bathroom and I have some, some faces like that, oh, I recognize now his face. I can recognize, uh, his expression. It was, it's the same like, uh, during the ayahuasca. So, oh, why are you here again? What do you want? So I can start to, to, to think about it. Like, hmm, uh, I, I am, am I, uh, feeding him correctly last times? Mm, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe if I don't, if I don't uh, take care of this, it, it will take more space maybe in me and making me, uh, not cool for, for, or the others, or I don't know, you know, like stuff like that. That's that's a very interesting idea to me. I've never heard that before. I, I think some 
people said will say, yeah, it's like the emanation of Diego. Yeah, maybe in a way. So maybe it's a way to name it. But also talking about Diego, it's referred to in English. I mean, with Freud and stuff. Like uh, I am not really uh, experiencing that part of psychoanalysis, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. So Diego, it's uh, yeah, it's maybe a, a way to name that kind of thing. But yeah, that means also the concept of the ego for us means certain things and not other. So I also love that uh, there is other way to express this thing in other cultures and maybe it's more. Yeah, I love it. Well, Guillaume, uh, thank you for taking an hour out of your afternoon today. This has been fascinating. I, I feel like we could do another couple hours. Um, good luck on tour. I will put links to all of your projects, the Homo Sensibilis uh, Bandcamp and everything in the article description. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been another episode of the Akashic Record podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon Elkins, here. Uh, we just spoke with uh, Guillaume Cazolet from Orskal and Neptunian Maximalism. Um, everybody out there, remember that sometimes the best revenge is to have a good day anyways. Thank you for listening.